Welcome listeners. I'm Tiff Harris and at the beginning of 2024, I wasn't sure if I liked music. I've moved house so many times, I no longer own any physical albums and I have never bought a digital album in my life. I've decided to listen to as much music released in 2024 as possible in an effort to determine what music, if any, I like. This week I'm looking at Born to Be by Itzy. A Matter of Time by Shed7 and the Mean Girls motion picture soundtrack. I took a listen to Born to Be by the Korean girl group Itzy. It's their third studio album and quick review up top, it's pop music. I didn't really have strong feelings either way. It's good to know pop music is alive and well. I had this idea that K-pop was a long way removed from the pop music I've been exposed to in literally every shopping centre I've ever entered. Uh, It really isn't. K-pop is pop music. It's just pop music like I've come to know and expect. I understood some of the lyrics and I didn't understand many of the other lyrics. This seems to be a feature in K-pop music, some of it's sung in English and a lot of it is sung in, I'm guessing it's in Korean, but I don't know if they experiment with other languages as well. I wouldn't be able to recognise it. It's really hard to say if I like this album or not. It's easy to listen to, it's familiar, but I don't know if I like it. It isn't hard work to listen to at all. It's very easy listening. Uh, This album had the use of some experimental sounds, and the album definitely had an identifiable flow. That was fun for me to be able to recognise that, to start to realise the work that goes into albums. I just, I didn't like all of this album. Lots of it sounded to me as though it belonged in commercials. It was sort of jarring to listen to it and then not at the same time try to have something sold to me. I listened to it more than once and on one occasion I was listening to it uh, via a streaming service that had ads in it and it wasn't always clear to me what was the album and what was the ads, I think partly because of what was being advertised to me. So in that way it's sort of just ambient pop music. Two tracks that seemed to have some experimental elements were Mr. Vampire and Dynamite, but I didn't like either of them that much. Again, I just kept coming back to this is pop music, so it feels kind of formulaic, it feels kind of same-ish. I've heard quite a lot of it before. Also, the English lyrics have quite a lot of cliche sayings, and I don't know what to do with that information, because I'm missing all the context of the lyrics in Korean. I'm also curious if this might be a particular hallmark of K-pop, something that identifies it as the genre of music is this switching of languages, but when it switches to English, cliches tend to be relied upon as a, as a matter of artistic choice or as a matter of genre. So that's a, a question I have outstanding, just generally about K-pop. The album overall gets a confused shrug for me. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I dislike it. But I didn't, 
I, I, I didn't really dislike it, but I didn't like it that much either. So it's kind of just there. And that's why it's getting a shrug from me. Moving on, I listened to A Matter of Time, the sixth studio album from British rock band Shed 7. It was released on the 5th of January and it's already peaked at number one in the UK charts. Quick review up top, this album is a winner. Absolutely deserving of that number one spot. It definitely finds itself in my I Like Music column. In the past, I've always been partial to rock ballads. So coming across Shed 7 was a lot of fun for me. Uh, I've spent many days at outdoor festivals in my teen years, tearing up grass in mosh pits, breathing in the smell of enormous canvas tents. And this kind of sound was the predominant anthem of those days. What I really enjoyed about this album was I could recognise the hallmarks of crafting an album and I appreciated them, which was very gratifying for me. Let's Go is a great example of a true album opener. It's upbeat and driving. It stands in its own right, but the lyrics were also really introductory. I liked it a lot. And then Talk of the Town had a really anthemy feel to it. I bet that track is, is an absolute highlight at live sets. It's got an upbeat feeling, it's got a hook that's the definition of an earworm, and a fun breakdown that a huge crowd could sing along, with musical ability not required. It could be carried completely by volume. Then In Ecstasy was another triumph of the album. The core abilities of the band members were on show, but because they are an indie band, they really break genre confines in this track, and I enjoyed it so much. This track had some power rock elements, it had some dance synth elements, and they really brought their sound. There was no hesitation, there was no discomfort, these guys are showing their range, and I'm here for it. They put this little bridging track in the middle of the album, Let's Go Again, which was a nice touch. It's about 30 seconds long, it sits right in the middle of the album, and it gave a bit of an A-side, B-side feeling to the album. As someone who vividly remembers flipping cassettes over, the track made me feel a little bit less old and weird, and I liked that continuity. And it's nice to know that even in newer music, these hallmarks can still exist and still be appreciated, even though there's no physical changing from of the uh, of the physical media throughout the album, I thought they had this a bit of a Beatles-like quality with the range of sounds they could produce and also thematically as well, the, the range of themes they covered. I thought this was potentially just a Britpop quality. And then along comes the track uh, FKH. I'm assuming which stands for feeling kind of high. The majority of the lyrics are feeling kind of high and going to get stoned. <laughs> I don't mind that. I've enjoyed many songs that have clearly been written from a drug-induced place before. Uh, it did remind me of when I was younger and I, I didn't want to be involved in taking substances. Um, I'm still very much that way. I've never 
been particularly experimental in that regard. Um, partly this is because of my, I guess, more conservative upbringing, and partly it's because I'm afraid of what happens if I get inebriated or if I get high. Part of that, I think, is also being born female, the reality of the world not being kind to you and not being safe for you. It starts really young, and I always wanted to have my wits about me. I also, I've never seen the appeal of experiences that leave you feeling dreadful later on. In my mind, nothing can really be worth a hangover or, or an awful come down. So to that end, I was really grateful when I discovered the straight edge community. I never had to defend myself when I was offered something that I didn't want. I could just say, no thanks, I'm straight edge. And that was the end of it. I found people very respectful of this decision, and I hope that's still the case. If you are part of the straight edge community, and if you have experiences, please reach out to me on Instagram and let me know what your experience is in music circles um, if you avoid substances. Back to the album, uh, Just Like Let's Go was a great introductory song, Throwaways. It was a really lovely way to tie it all off. It had a very end credits feel. It's mellow, melodic and dramatic and full of depth and you can, you can feel yourself sailing out to sea now that the band's time as your navigator is over. It has, a, it has this classic guitar solo uh, that complemented the rest of the soaring vocals, and it left me really satisfied with the experience of the album. So if all music released this year is like this album, then 100% I like music, shut the door, job done. Uh, but... Worth noting is that Shed 7 has been making music for nearly 24 years. Admittedly, it's been six since they released an album, but they've, still, they've been doing this quite a long time. So while this is a new album, they do have that strong nostalgia about them, and I appreciate it, but I also think this might be playing into my bias for older music. I won't be stopping here with listening to music and I won't be stopping here with Shed 7 either I'm really glad to have found them but I'm so glad that this album has made it onto the soundscape of 2024. This album's getting a strong thumbs up from me. Let's talk about the Mean Girls soundtrack. This is the soundtrack for the reimagined as a musical teen movie hit Mean Girls. A quick review up top it is a yes from me. Love me a Broadway musical. You best believe I can harmonise to most of the songs in Rent. In my own way. I can carry a tune, but I'm not a mega amazing singer. But I do love musicals. I love them. I love them. I don't care what that says about me. I love them. If I could make a living as a musical theatre actor, I would. I would rehearse and perform musical theatre for my whole life and have no other life if I thought I was going to make it. Um, I think I've made my feelings clear. I normally wouldn't listen to a soundtrack if I hadn't seen the show. The plot of musicals is really in the songs. And if I don't know the show, I don't want to ruin the show. Uh, the only musical soundtrack I've ever listened to without having seen the show is Dear Evan Hansen. And I really liked that soundtrack, but I felt like I got a little bit lost after a few songs. It, it, there's callbacks in the music 
to the action that takes place between the songs that provides necessary context to drive the the songs forward. So that's not something I'm in the practice of doing. I've never listened to the Mean Girls Broadway soundtrack because I was worried it might ruin the movie for me. I'm the prime audience for this film. The original came out when I was 16. I saw it in cinemas. I loved it. I celebrate October 3rd. You Go Glen Coco is firmly part of my vernacular. Mean Girls is in the fabric of my teen years. I was so worried that the stage show would change too much of the film that I just, I never listened to the soundtrack. Uh, But I was really excited about the new film coming out. Uh, Truth be told, like many parents, I don't think I'll get to watch it until it's streaming, though. Still, I've I've jumped on this soundtrack and it didn't disappoint. The singers are top-notch. The songs have captured the essence and the emotion of the film that I remember. And at the same time, it has all the hallmarks of a wonderful Broadway musical journey. Uh, What Ifs is such a wonderful, uh, like, opening depiction of the teenage struggle. The struggle to fit in and to be courageous and also to be responsible. You're on the cusp of so many life changes and you don't feel equipped to handle any of them, but somehow you're still optimistic. The track captured that beautifully. It's it's the sound of music's I am 16 going on 17, but updated. It was, it was terrific. The song Sexy manages to combine this pressure of needing to look and act a certain way with this absolute the absurdity of how girls are sexualized, particularly in their teen years, it, it nails that juxtaposition that certainly I was fed as a young girl of, uh, you can be anything as long as you look good while you're doing it. And I, I appreciate the, the work that went into that. I See Stars is a brilliant final track. Having not seen the film, I imagine it either complements or replaces Katie's speech as she breaks the tiara at the Spring Fling dance. It's a celebration of the film, of this this slow but steady progress that feminism has made in the last 20 years, and it captures the scene really well, all while showcasing Angari Rice's impressive vocal range, who, by the way, I loved her performance in Ladies in Black. That's a film. That's for another time. I'll keep it to music, but she was a an inspired casting choice based solely on the soundtrack. It's the album is a, it's a classic musical theater sound with, it's got a strong ensemble element. And I just generally see myself singing this song and many of the other songs well into my future. So it's a thumbs up from me. That makes it two thumbs up and a hearty shrug from me this week. Looking good so far for the year. Looking like I do like music. I do like new music. This is positive news. You can find me on Instagram at Maybe I Like Music. You can also find the Maybe I Like Music Spotify playlist. Listen to everything that I have listened to this year and start building for yourself a 2024 playlist to be proud of. My name is Tiff Harris. I will catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy those fresh tracks.